Hello, everyone, and welcome back once again to the Strike Oppose Photo Booths podcast. This is Jim, the tech manager, talking to you from the secret location under the train station. This week, we're going to talk about common issues that come up when running the booth, and there are just a few basic things that pop up with the computer, the printer, the software, and so on. If you have any questions afterwards, send us a note at podcast at sappb.com. We'd love to hear from you. Now, when you're dealing with technology, you're going to run into some issues, no matter what kind of technology it is, what you're using it for, uh, what you hope to get from it, there's always going to be a little something that pops up. One of the most important things in dealing with common issues is just knowing what it is you're working with, familiarity with the equipment, in this case with the booth, the computer, the camera, the printer. The very first step to dealing with common issues is making sure that you go through the training videos on our website, making sure if you're a new owner that you have seen the orientation videos, knowing where our troubleshooting guides are on the support site, calling in if you have questions before your first event, and as well as at least have two good practice sessions in. I can't stress that enough. You don't ever want to unbox the booth and just run with it. You should really know what's going on so you know what to expect, where to make basic changes, where to look for general troubleshooting steps. So again, make sure that you check out our videos on the training sites, uh, not just the orientation, but also the darkroom training videos. There's also some videos on darkroom's site at boothmanual.com, and that link is, again, in the darkroom software. Uh, Anytime you're looking at any of the settings and the main, there will be in the upper right a little link that says boothmanual.com. Click on that and it'll pop up a browser and take you to the online manual and troubleshooting steps or darkroom. Now before we get into some of the common issues in troubleshooting, the very first step is putting together an emergency kit. This is a a bag with some tools that I'm going to read off to you that you should take with you. Keep it in the booth. Um, Make sure you take it with you to every event because these things can be invaluable. It's that whole thing, my kingdom for a wrench, and you're just out of reach of the wrench. So by having these things with you, it's going to help you overcome a lot of little issues that we'll get into. I'm also going to put a link on the podcast episode description uh, for a download of a PDF with these items in it so that you can piece one together for yourself. The emergency kit basically consists of, number one, some scotch tape. This is for your printer ribbon. These kinds of ribbons on occasion will break or tear, and especially in extreme weather conditions where you go from really cold into really warm, the film can get a little brittle. So if that ever happens, all you need to do is take the two edges of the broken ribbon, overlap them a little bit, and use some scotch tape. Put three pieces, one in the middle, one towards each end. Roll that piece up over the intake portion of the roll, and that will take the tension off of that broken area, close the printer back up, and things will run as normal. Next item is a pair of scissors, nice good sharp scissors. This comes in handy for the aforementioned ribbon, where it tears, sometimes it's jagged and it makes it difficult to uh, tape together. Go ahead and trim two clean edges on each side, tape those together. You can also use the scissors for paper. If the paper gets jammed and you have to unroll it, 
and the ends are crumpled, just go ahead and cut a quarter inch off the edge of that before you reload. Some long skinny tweezers for getting any kind of debris that might get into the printer. Uh, you gotta get into those tiny areas that fingers just won't reach. Next item on the list is some duct tape. This is primarily for cords. And one thing I want to say is do not use duct tape to fasten the cords to the floor at any venue. The adhesive on duct tape can wreak havoc on carpet. It can pull the nap up, uh, can leave uh, marks and blemishes on wood floors, cement floors, uh, things like that. So duct tape is really to just kind of bundle your cords together, keep them organized if you need to. It's just, you know, duct tape is an all-purpose, wonderful thing to have on hand. You also want to have some canned air and I would get a couple canes, at least two. And this is for blowing debris out in the printer, um, inside, through the exit, uh, paper exit. It's good to have that. You should also have a small Phillips and flathead screwdriver. Those will also come in handy should you have to take the top bar off the printer to get to some debris. I also highly recommend a 50-foot outdoor-rated extension cord. Mostly because it will happen at least once in your career where you show up at a venue, everything that had been talked about before will go down the tubes in terms of location. You're going to find that you've been moved to a place or if you haven't been able to check it out, uh, the place that they put you in, they will say, yeah, there's power and you're going to be a good distance away from an outlet. The booth cord is pretty long, but a 50-foot emergency extension cord will save you from all kinds of headache. You should also have in the booth, written on a postie or on something, your login and password for the video training pages. If you need to go review something last minute, have that information with you. I know it comes in an email. Print out the email or just go ahead and, like I said, write it down. Nobody's really going to know what it's for, but it's, it's important that you have access to these videos at all times. You're going to find that a, a lifesaver in some situations. On our troubleshooting pages on the support site, we have uh, two downloadable PDFs. One is a general troubleshooting guide. One is a printer troubleshooting guide. I recommend downloading these and printing them out, keeping them in the booth in your bag. Always have one extra roll of paper, one extra ribbon. Keep that separate from an extra roll that you would bring to an event. So this would stay in the bag for quite some time. After maybe two months, if it's still in the bag unused, go ahead and swap it out next time you need to uh, put media in the printer and put a fresh roll of uh, paper and uh, ribbon in the bag. Flash drives. Keep a few flash drives handy. There may come a time when the printer suffers a major malfunction and mechanically just will not work. So you're going to want to be able to deliver on the spot at least digital images and having a couple flash drives on hand will do very nicely for that. Two gigabyte drives are fine. Four gigabyte, you know, it's a little overkill, but that's pretty much what you find out there. So those are fine as well. And the last item in the list, have some extra bulbs. So depending on your lighting, if you're using the canopy, make sure you have at least two extra canopy bulbs. If you're doing an open booth, have uh, at least two of the bulbs for that setup. You never know when a bulb is going to go out. I have had numerous bulbs 
brand new out of the box. I've had $800 flash unit bulbs burn out within two minutes of coming out of the box. Bulbs are what they are. They're a very primitive technology, even with LED and EFLs and everything like that. They're still just bulbs. Not to mention, if you're like me, there's always the drop factor. And I have dropped more bulbs and more expensive bulbs than I want to freely admit on here. So uh, let me just say, keep the bulbs handy. So that covers our emergency kit. Again, you can find a PDF uh, link uh, for that on our podcast episode description. We're going to roll into some basic troubleshooting. Uh, we're going to start with printers. Number one thing that happens with a printer is a printer jam. A few things can cause this. Cause this, excuse me. One is a, an actual jam. The ribbon or paper can jam. But these printers, these dye sublimation printers, are loaded with sensors and you really want to be careful about transporting the printer. Um, if you've seen the orientation videos, then you know that you're supposed to transport the printer without paper and ribbon inside of it. So make sure, going to and from events, you are taking the media out of the printer. Otherwise, um, it can bounce around in there. It can mess with the sensors, give you false readings, say there's a jam when there isn't one. So that's the first sort of preemptive step. And also the front debris tray on the front of the printer, taking that out and emptying it, since you have to open the printer up anyway for transport, emptying that every time is going to be a huge help to you because then the debris won't bounce up into the printer and again cause either jams or sensor misreads. So when you do get a jam, first thing to do is just take out the paper and ribbon, load it back in normally, close it back up, See if that helps. Sometimes it needs to be reset. If that doesn't do it, one of the things that I found is with the paper, if you roll the paper out all the way and then push it back in until the paper set light comes on, keep pushing and keep doing that until you see the edge of the paper come out into the printer, then slowly roll it back out until it's all the way out and push it right back in until the paper set light comes on. And the reason I suggest doing this is because by forcing the paper through the path, any debris that's in the path will be forced out of the way, and that can sometimes clear a sensor uh, read that says there's a jam. And then lastly, the last thing you want to do is, if that doesn't work, uh, and it's still reading a jam, go ahead and take everything out. So empty the debris tray, open up the printer, take out the paper, take out the ribbon, and blast it with some canned air and look for any kind of debris flying around or sticking out. Uh, that's loosened by that. And those are generally the steps to getting a printer back up and running when you get a jam error. Now, one thing that comes up a lot is Windows updates. So here's the deal. The version of Windows on the booth is Windows Home, and Microsoft with Windows 10 took away the ability to just go in and disable updates. Rather than go through a sideways route to disable it, because uh, we don't want to do anything that Microsoft doesn't want done, um, because that can cause problems down the road, the best thing to do is prepare for the updates. Microsoft typically launches their updates on Tuesdays, and my recommendation is every Wednesday, go ahead and fire up your booth uh, in the morning, if you can, and connect it to your Wi-Fi, and just kind of let it sit for the day. What will happen is it'll reach out, it'll find updates and go through the process, 
Problem is, there's no messages. Windows doesn't give you any real noticeable messages anymore that anything's going on. So the thing that you want to do is if you want to check on your own, go to the uh, start button, which is the, on the lower left of the taskbar, little Windows icon. Click on that. When the menu pops up, along the very left edge, you'll see some icons. Click on the gear icon. That is for settings. When that window pops up and the settings window, the last icon in that list is update and security. Go ahead and click on that. And that'll tell you what's going on, whether it's downloading an update, waiting to restart, things like that. So by Wednesday night, you can come in and do this, give it a look over, see what's going on. That way your updates are downloaded and installed, which is important because the thing with Windows is it will sometimes download the updates and not install them right away. And you might think that it's done. You'll shut the booth off uh, Wednesday night. Go to an event Saturday, Friday night, and all of a sudden the previously downloaded update is going to be installed and these can sometimes take up to two hours lots of reboots and you know a two-hour installation is not what you want to run into at a two-hour event so again every wednesday fire up the booth connect it online and let those updates work their magic before your weekend events now one of the side effects of windows updates taking place behind your back uh, is occasionally when you start darkroom, it'll say darkroom not responding. This really isn't an issue with darkroom. This is a generic message that comes up by Windows when Windows is doing stuff in the background. So if Windows is doing an update uh, or doing some maintenance, what'll happen is, is darkroom will start up and Windows likes to be fully in charge of everything. So what it will do is it will say, nope, you have to wait. And then it puts the darkroom processes on pause and then at the top, it'll say darkroom not responding. Again, it's generic. It doesn't mean the program froze. Give it a couple minutes. See what happens. Uh, try not to force close the program, if at all possible, because that can just lead to some issues later down the road. Uh, I would say three to five minutes. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't clear up, then absolutely go ahead and force close the program. Now, one of the things that can happen because of a Windows update is uh, existing software licenses can be tampered with and that can cause the darkroom license to expire. And what you do basically is if you start up darkroom and it says, hey, you need to enter in a license, go ahead and enter in your darkroom license code. That is on the back of the computer. In the lower left of the computer, there is a sticker, has a hand on it pointing to the power button of the PC. The number on the top of that sticker is your darkroom license key. Go ahead and pop that in. And as long as you're connected to the internet, that should re-register and everything should go forward. If for some reason it doesn't, then the next step you're gonna to want to do is, particularly if you're at an event on evening or weekend, is send an email to Darkroom at support at darkroomsoftware.com and let them know that your license expired and you're trying to renew it. And within about 10 or 15 minutes, they will get back with you and either give you a new temporary code to get through the night or get you reactivated right away. You can also give Darkroom a phone call uh, during the daytime if this comes up and just tell them same thing. Hey, says my license is expired and they'll just go in and reset it in the database and off you'll go. Now, one of the trickiest things that comes up is when you have your email set up in uh, email and social media accounts. It's been working fine. 
and it was fine at yesterday's event, and all of a sudden today's event, it's not working. Basic things to check first, of course, to make sure that the venue doesn't have restricted Wi-Fi, meaning they might only allow web browsing, they might not allow email. Mm, not real common, a little bit rare, but it does happen. Make sure that you have Wi-Fi, more importantly. And if that's all good, then depending on what your email service is, is depending where you go next. For users of Gmail and Yahoo, there is a very deeply buried setting in security called Allow Less Secure Apps. This is something that is easily found if you fire up a browser and go ahead, uh, type in, depending on what your email system is, uh, Gmail Allow Less Secure Apps or Yahoo Mail Allow Less Secure Apps. You'll get a link that comes up from Gmail and or Yahoo telling you, click here to see more about the setting. It'll take you to that security setting in your account. You'll, of course, have to log in. And basically what you want to do is you want to make sure that this is turned on. What you're saying is I want to allow programs like Darkroom who don't have high levels of security to access the email system in my name so that I can send emails. Now, even if you've never had this problem before, or you have, and you've gone in and enabled this setting in either one of those accounts, the thing is Yahoo or Gmail will occasionally reset that setting. No warning, no note, no nothing. So it's always worth to go in and check uh, when this comes up, when that happens. This is the number one thing that blocks uh, people who are using Gmail or Yahoo accounts is the allow less secure apps setting gets switched off and all of a sudden you can't send email from the booth. Now, those are very basic, common issues that come up. Uh, a little bit of advice on how to deal with them. One of the things that I wanna talk about is outdoor lighting. This is where taking it on yourself to understand the, the workings of the camera and the booth software together is really important. Even if you're using the canopy, if you have a, uh, an event that's outdoors, the sunlight blasting through those white doors on the canopy can offset the lighting that is supposed to be in there. It can cause pictures to seem really, really bright or just pure white because they're fully blown out. Especially if you're doing an open booth, you are really going to need to know how to adjust some settings because the standard lights will never be able to outdo direct sunlight. So taking a look at the videos and changing the camera settings, uh, going over the orientation information again is going to be very helpful. In a previous episode, I had mentioned a book by a wonderful, wonderful photographer named Tom Ang, and I'm going to recommend that you take a look at that and understand what the aperture and the shutter settings mean, how it relates to the ISO setting. It's just really going to help you get the right balance of exposure so that you can get really good pictures for the booth. There is no real magic combination depending on lighting circumstances. So knowing which one to change at what time is going to be really helpful to you. So again, those are the common issues. Um, going to move on to a darkroom feature that I highly recommend people get in the habit of using. And that is called save output one. When you're on the main settings tab, on your output options, down on the list, you'll see Save Output 1 and Save Output 2. They both work exactly the same, so I'm just going to talk about Save Output 1. 
What this does is when you enable this, it will make JPEG copies of the photo strips into a location that you designate. In this instance, I'm going to talk about creating a folder and having those copies sent there and not to plug in a flash drive and have them sent there. The problem is with the flash drive and the way Windows 10 works with USBs is if the flash drive is in the USB port for too long and nothing's happening, Windows may refresh the identification of that flash drive. And while to you, it looks the same, to Windows, it's a different destination and Darkroom will freak out. It's like, oh, nope, it's no longer there. So what I would recommend is create a folder on the desktop. So on the Windows desktop, before you even open up Darkroom, right-click somewhere in a blank spot. Uh, from the pop-up menu, choose New and Folder. And a little folder icon will appear. Go ahead and give it the name of the event. So if it's uh, Bob and Marion's wedding, just put Bob and Marion. Then go ahead and start up Darkroom. As you're going through your normal setup, go down to Save Output 1, click on the button, and when you do, the Properties window will pop up. At the very top of this window, there'll be a destination. To the right of that will be a Browse button. Click on Browse. And then go ahead and use the pop-up Browse list to find your folder on the desktop, Bob and Marion. Highlight it, hit OK. Down the list, the default should be JPEG for file type, uh, quality 12, which is the best. And since this is not getting sent out anywhere during the events, not getting uh, emailed or anything like that, go ahead and choose large for the file type and go ahead and click OK. So now what's going to happen is every time someone goes through the booth, when the job goes to the printer, a digital copy of that strip with the photos in it will get sent to that folder. So at the end of the night, what you have is a complete digital record. This is extremely helpful if you are going to provide a flash drive at the end of the night, that's part of the package. Because really all you have to do then, when the last person comes out of the booth, go ahead, minimize Darkroom, insert the USB, open up Windows File Explorer, and just go ahead and drag that folder right to the flash drive. Won't take too long for it to copy over, and you're done. This is a lot quicker than going through the wrap-up tab, and it also gives you a digital backup of everything that happened that night. Now, Save Output 2 does the exact same thing, only to a different folder. Uh, and if you also want to copy the original photos, so the actual pictures with no template or anything from the camera, go ahead and click on Copy Originals, and then browse to that destination, that folder, Bob and Marion, or whatever it is. Uh, same thing, JPEG, uh, large or full size, click OK. And this way, not only will they have the digital strips, but they'll have the individual full size pictures as well. All right, so that's going to be it for this week. I want to once again encourage you to write to us at podcast at sappb.com if you have any questions about what you've just heard. Pay a visit to the support site, the portal to all of this, the support, the training, everything is www.sappb.com. You can get to support, you can get to training, you can get to the podcast, all that good stuff. Make sure you take the time to look everything over, understand everything, uh, grab that book, uh, grab the emergency kit list, everything that you need, and be prepared. Be as prepared as you can to deal with the basic things. And it goes back to that old adage, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So again, this is Jim taking off back into the secret location under the train station, wishing you happy boothing. I can't wait to hear from you. Uh, hear about what's going on, answer some questions, uh, 
again, we're here for you. So by all means, please reach out to us. I uh, hope you continue to enjoy this and I will talk to you next week. Happy boothing.